0: when i think about peace it is just this sense of knowing it ties in a lot with faith and knowing that despite the conditions despite the circumstances that everything is going to fall into alignment and just peace is that sense of I feel like it comes from faith of knowing when Everything may seem chaotic, things may be happening, maybe they're not, maybe things are just okay, but it's this sense of knowing and this ability to be still and find your center and be able to rest knowing that everything is gonna work out.
1: Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with the real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome back, ladies. Today, I am joined by a dear sister, Miss Ashley Monk, and we are talking about peace. Peace. I almost like wanna pause and just like breathe that word in. Peace. Peace peace. So welcome to our peaceful episode. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Nadine. I'm really excited for this conversation. It's funny that you and I are talking about this topic because when I think of this word, I wouldn't think of either of us. I would agree.
0: I was, before you said that, I was thinking the same thing. So maybe it's more for us than anybody else. I think it's probably both, right? Because we are
1: very busy. We are very driven. We are very high energy. Um, You know, so I I think this is a really great topic for you and I to talk about for us, but also for the ladies to listen in on. So thank you for joining us today. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great. So let's talk about peace. I I think I almost want to start with like, what does peace
0: even mean? Like what is peace? Yeah, there's so much there. And we were talking about scriptures before we got started. And the one that has always rooted and the one that's always been prayed over for me is Philippians 4, 6. And the end of that verse says, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so I would love to hear your thoughts but I think for me when I think about peace it is just this sense of knowing it ties in a lot with faith and knowing that despite the conditions despite the circumstances that everything is going to fall into alignment and just peace is that sense of I feel like it comes from faith of knowing when everything may seem chaotic, things may be happening, maybe they're not, maybe things are just okay. But it's this sense of knowing, and this ability to be still and find your center and be able to rest, knowing that everything is going to work out. What do you think about that, Nadine? Yeah, yeah,
1: I I hear all of that. And I love that, because you're right, it's like this faith, and this trust, and this finding your center it's this being still you know when I think of peace I think of like uh like a peaceful water right where it's like everything is really peaceful there's sunshine there's this slow pace there's this like stillness there's this calmness there's this it's the opposite of probably how I live most of my life
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, like like, I am always going, I am always driving and, and producing. And, and there's this like, almost like, I don't want to say an anxiety, but sure enough, there probably is. Right. And I think peace is probably the opposite of that. And I, I think I can still be productive and produce, but have this like peaceful pace. Yeah. And, you know, it almost wants, makes me want to ask like, why does peace even matter? Like, why do we even want peace?
0: That's such a good question. And it's, it feels counterintuitive to our culture. And I was thinking about this this morning, of course, just in the season that I'm in. And we all do in our culture, in our society, and in the United States, we have this tendency to run from, to be hyperproductive, to produce, to perform. It's how we're compensated. It's how our economy grows. All of these factors are play a huge role in our 21st century lifestyle. It's go, go, go. It's movement oriented. And at times I feel we want that piece because when we stay in those States all the time, I think we can really lose sight of what's important and why we're doing what we're doing in the first place. And I know for me, the model that always comes to mind, of course, I think about Jesus. And at the time we're recording this Easter was this weekend. And I was thinking about the sermon and just how Jesus responded to everything. And Jesus was busy too. I mean, he was going from crowd to crowd. He was healing. He was teaching, you would feel like he was on the clock 24 seven in a sense, except he always knew when he needed to pull back and escape and go spend time with God and to go be with God and to pray. And I feel like that model is so important because I think that we really need peace because we need to learn how to slow down and how to self-check because there's this tension And I see it a lot in the context of work and professionally. And I think it comes into play in our personal lives too. And it's one that I'm guilty of. And it's this hustle culture, work harder, just keep using force and keep executing and keep performing to get to where you want to be. And sometimes there are seasons where we need to execute, we need to you know, get up, we need to go out and do the thing, we need to eat the frog. But there are times too where we're people, we're evolving and things change and shift. And if we don't stop to reflect and to really, one, focus and think if what we're doing is the right thing and the priority, and two, if it's really effective, we can lose sight of our purpose. And when we lose sight of our purpose, we lack a fulfillment and we have a restlessness and a yearning. And it tends to be this self-perpetuating cycle, and so I feel like that piece of speaking to myself here, really drawing back and taking a second and taking a beat to refresh and to replenish is really, really important in our ability to keep going. What do you, What do you think about that, Nadine? Yes,
1: man, I'm just writing down so many different things right now. I love that example of Jesus that you used because you know what, he did achieve so much and he healed people and he spoke to hundreds and thousands and he traveled and he was, he I mean, there was so much happening, but he exuded peace. And so I love that, hey, we can be effective and we can be productive and still have peace. So like peace isn't laziness, peace is a flow and a slowing down um I I I, something that I wrote down is peace is healing yeah right like we don't heal in anxiety we don't heal in
0: chaos
1: and stress
0: we heal in peace And, you know, when you say that, when I'm looking back at the front end of Philippians four, six, two, I have it in front of me, you know, it's interesting. I didn't read the first half of that verse, but the first half of that verse says, do not be anxious about anything, pray about everything. And so I can't help but wonder if really anxiety is the opposite of peace. And so if you look about that in the present, I don't really know that peace and anxiety can coexist. I mean, I don't think that they can, I don't know, but when you think about, how the root of anxiety and where that's caused. It's usually, I mean, there's of course, and I'm not a mental health professional or trained clinician in any way, but I feel like there can be outside of chemical imbalances, situational anxiety that's created from overwhelm, from just bombardment with different things. And conflicting priorities that um come from a lack of value. and so I feel like anxiety really is created in the absence of peace and so it makes it that much more important to I mean if you want peace one of the easiest I should say simple not easy um right. simplest ways to eliminate or to experience peace is to eliminate anxiety mm-hmm. and that comes from slowing down taking deep breaths taking time, intentional time to really reflect on what are your core values? What are your priorities is in whatever season that you're in and knowing too, that piece is really important because as you continue to evolve and become more of the person that you're created to be, your priorities can shift from one season to the next. And I think that when we can really get to the root of that and just see where that anxiety is stemming from and eliminate that at the root cause that allows us to experience more peace that's so good
1: and you know the other thing that came up for me as you were sharing is that when we have peace we have clarity Mm -hmm. we find our purpose in peace not in chaos not in anxiety not in stress um so peace matters like peace matters peace is a fruit of the spirit yes yes Yes. Peace is the fruit of the spirit. That shows us when we have peace, it shows us that we are filled with the spirit, that we are filled with God. And when we are lacking peace, that means we are disconnected from God. So I love that you talk about anxiety being the opposite of peace. I agree with that. And I would even wonder if like anxiety can be my cue of I have disconnected from my source of peace. Mm. and it's like okay anxiety why do I have anxiety where is this coming from how have I gotten disconnected how do I get reconnected
0: that's so good it really is it feels like yeah it's a a deep-seated symptom of a lack of peace yeah so then let's
1: talk kind of practically of like what are some ways for us to really develop peace in our lives In our families, in our homes, in our pace, in every aspect, in the way we um, feel and act. And man, how beautiful would it be if people can say, when I am with this person, I experience peace. Like, how beautiful would that be that we exude such peace that people like can experience it in our presence? Because because of God, you know? So how do we do that? How do we shift? Mm -hmm. Any thoughts?
0: When I'm thinking of, I feel like there are a few people that are very, very good at this, but if I'm speaking to myself and the people that maybe struggle with this more often than not, I think that I would say for me personally and anybody else that is very high achievement oriented performance-based and walking in a lot of those spaces, the first step in one practice that I've put on my, like, I've, I i do not know about everyone else, but I am a calendar person. I'm really type A. And if I don't have something written down, even if it's to make peace, it sounds counterintuitive. I know for me that has to go on my calendar. Um, and so personally one practice that I've shifted at first, I committed to doing this once a month since December and now, probably at the end of March, early April, I committed to doing this once a week is every week I go through my calendar and look at, I really believe that where our time goes, that's what we're prioritizing. Um, I feel like if you show me your calendar and you show me your checking account or your credit card statements, I can tell a lot about what your priorities are and what my own are in that season, because where you spend your time and money is really at the end of the day, two of your most precious assets that allow you to build something. And yeah. that really show you where your attention is focused in that season. So for me, one piece of practice that I put into place now, every week I go through my calendar and I might say, and I do look at my priorities and so while I may say we were talking about this offline right I may say that one thing is a priority my calendar will very quickly reveal to me where I spent of course if I'm updating it <laughs> where my time right. actually went right and so every week I'm evaluating does the person do my core values and the person that I want to show up as align with my calendar and every week I make an adjustment I look at what's on there what I should keep and what's leading me to the behavior of the person that I want to become what I maybe need to rethink that maybe was helpful in one season, but as I'm heading into another, if it's so valuable, and then what I just need to eliminate. And so I
1: mm-hmm. feel that
0: that practice does bring a sense of peace for me because throughout the week, I know that instead of, I think we all have this tendency and it can be kind of a troubling place to be in that everything is permanent. I think when we're in times of stress and anxiety, It feels like there is no end or there's no reprieve coming. And when we don't have those peaceful breaks to help us realize everything is temporary, every season will change. And so that is what that planning process on a practical level is for me is to know at the end of every week, I get to reevaluate this. It is not set in Mm -hmm. stone, The only commitment that I am making. And I, I think when I, we were talking a lot about business development and for me, one thing that my coach helped me with that was really helpful was knowing that All I'm doing at one, at the end of one meeting is deciding if it's worth another. And that's the only commitment. Cause I think we all, if in the professional world, maybe have more standing and not just the professional world. It can be, if we have stay at home moms listening to maybe that play date or that person that you commit to getting coffee with every single week, right? It doesn't have to always be a standing meeting and maybe it served that mentor, that relationship served a purpose in that season, but evaluating every week really has been on a practical level, something that's very much helped me to evaluate my priorities. I love that. And that speaks to so many
1: different things. Um, because you know, some of the things that I was thinking about is taking time to quiet my heart. Right. And that's something that can be scheduled. And honestly, for me, it kind of really needs to be scheduled if it's going to happen. Me too. Um, And so the calendar really matters. And I love where it's like, hey, I take time every week to to realign my calendar and almost like reevaluate is how I'm spending my time in alignment with what matters, my core values. Um, And, you know, I would even maybe add of like, what are some things that I can add to my calendar that will give me peace, that will fill my peace bucket? Because I do need to be intentional about it because, the world we live in, that doesn't just come natural, right? It's something that we have to be intentional about. Um, and, you know, maybe it's committing to 10 minutes of stillness every day. Yeah. That is so hard. That is so hard to like actually put the phone away, put everything away and just sit and be still mm-hmm. and listen because God's voice is such a whisper. Yeah. Yeah. And if we want to hear him, we need to be still. And that's where the peace comes from, is from his voice, his presence, his guidance, his word, at least my peace.
0: I'm with you. And it may feel counterintuitive, but I feel like the way to be able to do that, you're exactly right, is to create and allocate time. And it becomes because this is. Really interesting. Um, so my degree is in biblical studies. And one of the things that I was studying um as I was finishing school was the correlation between personality types and how we perceive God. And so it's really interesting. I found um there was a book that I read and it was fascinating to me showing how each Myers Briggs or the 16 personalities, how they relate and how they based on extroversion or introversion judging or planning, how we all perceive God. And So the people that are more perceiving, I found like tend like a spontaneous approach and having those pockets is really important, but for the people that are judging, um, and more structured and have to have discipline to be able to keep them in alignment, um, that time does really kind of showed they benefit from that scheduled time to be able to block that out. So I know for me, um, it does sound counterintuitive, but I have found that when I schedule that time in addition to the other thing that I had to make a discipline. And so now that it's now that I've gotten uncomfortable to become more comfortable later, I think that's the key. There's two types of people. You do things um, to be, you know, you do things that are comfortable, but then you become uncomfortable because you set bad habits or you begin doing things that are uncomfortable at first, and then they become comfortable become a habit. And one of those for me, in addition to scheduling time was also affirmations and really reconditioning myself, I think sometimes just like with any habit, it has to start with a discipline and start with with consistency. And so for me, even writing affirmations of who I want to become, who God is, who God says I am, yeah. I know that it sounds cliche and it's very much so easier said than done. But I would say that thirty days of, and I can tell when I miss a morning, but thirty days of journaling for just five minutes, exactly who I am, who God says I am and who I want to show up as and seeing and just being still enough to see myself as that person, it really has transformed the trajectory of my identity and helped me continue to stay rooted and evolve. So that would be one. I know that it can sound cheesy or it can sound not, it's yeah, easier said than done. But I think starting there as a basis is a really, really good habit that I think most people would benefit from. I
1: love that you brought up habits and I love that you gave examples. I agree with you, Um, depending on, you know, where, where you read it or what you get the information from. They say that 40 to 50% of our life is determined by our habits. Like that is a big chunk. That's about half of our life is determined by our habits, right? So our joy, our success, our peace, our relationships, all of it, it's determined by our habits. And so I love this concept of a peaceful habits, right? What are some peaceful habits that I can instill into my life? And so I'm going to kind of transition into ladies. I want to to the challenge part or the invitation to what I invite you to do right now is I want you to think about, Three habits in your life that cause anxiety. Mm. Three habits in your life that cause anxiety. It could be something like, first thing I do in the morning is I check my phone, and that could cause anxiety. Maybe that's not the first thing you you should do because maybe that's causing anxiety, right? Um, What are three habits in your life that you're in control of that are causing anxiety? And then my next question would be, or my next invitation would be to, for you to consider what are three habits, simple habits that I can implement or start practicing that would invite peace, that would produce peace in my life? How can I replace the anxiety producing habits with peace producing habits?
0: It's so important because what I know what I've found personally in trying, because peace can become a habit. And as a result, um, it's in Atomic Habits. It's a really great book that James Clear wrote. Really, our habits do shape our identity. And so we truly can transform our identity into being at peace when we do shift our habits. But what you said about identifying, what I have found personally in changing my habits is that there does have to be a substitute. It's really, really hard because, like you said, I think anxiety in a sense, like it it can become more than just a condition. We can inadvertently create an identity as an anxious person by staying in habits, like you said, that produce anxiety. And therefore we label ourselves as anxious person, not always, but that that can happen. And so I know for me, to give a practical example, one, not ironically enough, one habit, um, and I guess it is relevant cause it seems small, but it has been a game changer is I, before I was pregnant, I was an energy drink fanatic and that changed. And I had always drank coffee too, but I was still drinking coffee more excessively than I needed to. And not saying that coffee is a bad thing, but for me personally, coffee produces anxiety because it yep. keeps me up late. And it wires my brain to be go, 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 go. And so for me, that was a habit that actually, even though it's physical, was rooted in a lot of anxiety. And so trying to just stop and go cold turkey didn't work, but substituting matcha did because I knew my morning routine was always making a drink and having something. And sure enough, four or five months later, I, I don't drink coffee, I do drink matcha. And therefore, my days start a lot less in a frenzy that they have. So I think what you said, Nadine, is right on the nose because we have to have a habit that can potentially replace that constructive one. So if it's checking your phone first thing in the morning, maybe instead it's putting the phone in a different room, um, buying a physical alarm clock and having your journal right next to your bed so that you've removed the source and you're journaling instead. Love that. Love
1: that. Um, so ladies consider consider the habit shifts that you need to make to live and walk out a peaceful life we have one life to live ladies let's let's maximize it let's enjoy it let's have a peace and let's exude peace, Um, because we have a God of peace that is the God that we serve, he does not cause anxiety he 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 brings peace to our life. And with that, Ashley, is there anything that you want to wrap up with for the ladies today?
0: Goodness. I think the only thing that I would add is I feel like I have a personal tendency and chances are that some of you listening may have the same tendency too as well, that we tend to overtake action. We hear a podcast like this and we either, well, one of two things happens. We either absorb the information and it's great, but we just kind of write it off Or we overly take action. We've got our three habits, we lose our three habits. And it kind of is a yo-yo effect, almost like a diet where you go on this extreme diet and then you crash and it's very difficult to maintain. And so my encouragement to you would be to start small or at least pick one thing. If three overwhelms you, of course, three is amazing. I also tend to think in threes, but even just picking one simple habit, even if it's just the phone and just not, to, I mean, that would be my encouragement to you is don't just li- take this as another episode and go all in or just let it absorb, really take that small incremental action and to be consistent with that. Even if you feel overwhelmed, because I promise you that consistency will help you over the long haul to really make that shift into being a more peaceful person. Speaking to myself here too, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was
1: just for us as much for us as it was for anybody else, which is perfect. Um. Well, ladies, thank you for joining us today. Ashley, thank you for being here today. Ladies, we just wish you a peaceful day, a peaceful week, a peaceful year. Um, We love you so much and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.